Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. Today is episode six, a letter to the woman experiencing same-sex attraction. And before we begin, I wanted to take a quick moment to say that there's a lot of times when we're discussing same-sex attraction that the conversation can quickly turn into like an us versus them conversation or those who are experiencing same-sex attraction and those who don't. And that tendency towards us versus them can result in those experiencing same-sex attraction feeling like they're left outside or that they're unwanted. And that's not true. Um, You may be listening to this and same-sex attraction is part of your experience, or you have someone in your family and someone you love and that's their experience. But you should never feel like you're on the outside. So if you're worried about listening to this episode and you're thinking, what are they going to say? Are they going to say something that hurts me or makes me feel left out again? Then I just want you to know that this episode is not about the feminine genius, same-sex attraction and acceptance, because this isn't about those experiencing same-sex attraction and those who don't, because this podcast is about exploring the feminine genius as women, and it's about us, and you're not on the outside. We're all striving towards heaven together. And if you or someone that you love is experiencing same-sex attraction, please realize that you're not just tolerated or accepted here, you belong here. And if you are a woman experiencing same-sex attraction, you belong in the Catholic Church and you are called to live out the beauty of the feminine genius too because you're one of us. Um, Father Benedict once said, love without truth is empty and truth without love is cold. And so today I just pray that this podcast can bring love and truth into our conversation about the same-sex attraction and help you realize that you belong and that you're loved. And if that is the first time that a Catholic has told you that, then I'm so sorry. And I know that we are all striving towards sainthood together, and you're not on the outside, and you're loved. So today we're welcoming to the podcast Kelsey, and I've been blessed by Kelsey's presence in my life just with her vulnerability and her honesty, so it's just an incredible like, gift and just joy to be to have you here in the apartment, to have you here on a podcast, Aww. and just, just to listen to your story. So oh, thanks thank for joining. Yeah. Thank you. It's, yes. it's really cool to have a first experience doing yeah. something like this, first podcast. Um, but also like being able to do it with someone that's Aww. also just another holy woman after God's heart. <laughs> Striving so together. Striving together. To, yeah, to do that life together. So... Today's episode is a letter to the woman who is experiencing same-sex attraction. And so just to start out with, can you tell us like your story as a Catholic woman and just your journey with same-sex attraction? Yes. Um, So for me, I would say that, um, and I was born Catholic Mm -hmm. and raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. My parents put me through um, elementary school Mm -hmm. at Prince of Peace, so that was a Catholic school. Uh Um, I went to a private Catholic high school um, and just have been Catholic forever. Um, But I would say that like, where I found same-sex attraction, like, most manifesting in my life and when I was acting out on that the most mm-hmm. would have been when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, like, I was going to a private Catholic high school. Yeah. So I had, like, some things on my conscience telling me, like, okay, like, this isn't in line with church teaching. Yeah. But at the same time, like, my passions and my emotions were so strong that I was really lacking the self-control to do uh-huh. what God wanted. But at the same time, I didn't really want to do what he wanted either and so it was just like very much being um defiant it really was Mm -hmm. because there was I knew that the church didn't want me to to engage in that Mm -hmm. um I didn't feel like I had a lot of understanding in it I think I had some Mm -hmm. but even that that I did I'm not sure if I was able to receive it just because of the place that I was yeah yeah and eventually I think I really did just say you know what I'm not gonna do what the church wants Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because 
I'd rather have it my own way and, and just like living in that place. And so, and I even remember like going to mass um, and going to mass, still wanting to go. But when it came to the creed, mm-hmm. actually leaving the line out um, where it says, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, yeah. I decided, I, well, I don't. So I'm just going to skip that yeah. part. And eventually, like I just, as time went on, I had to realize that I was wrong mm. and the church was right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it took me realizing that what I was doing wasn't actually satisfying or fulfilling me. Mm. Um, so I had been in a relationship um, with a woman for about 15 months. So it was mm-hmm. a little over a year, but that yeah. was like the most um, just like intense one that I was in. Mm-hmm. And um, where I would say that things really turned around mm-hmm. was when I got to college because I ended up going to KU and getting involved with the um, St. Lawrence Catholic Campus Center there. And, such a solid group. <laughs> yes, and, and a lifesaver. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they say like, oh, you, you know, you can fall apart, fall away from the church so much um, during college. But for me, it was like, actually, that was the opportunity for me to come yeah. home. Um, and so it was going on a retreat called Koinonia. Mm-hmm. And basically, yeah. Going on that retreat was for like so much more life changing than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I thought sure, like I'd probably like it because yeah. even though like I had been um, wrestling with church teaching and all that, like I still did love the Lord. Like I still wanted to know Him. Mm-hmm. I still believed that God loved me. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot that I was still missing, like especially about His about His love mm-hmm. in yeah. particular. Yeah. Just I think I had that head knowledge and I had experienced like different things growing up where I had known that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when this struggle came, it was just like more dividing internally. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, basically, I go on this retreat, and there's an opportunity for confession. Mm-hmm. And it was not until I, like, was in that confessional with um, Father Steve Bisseau, mm-hmm. who's awesome. I just have to say that. <laughs> Shout out to Father Steve. <laughs> yes. Um, he's just such a loving, tender priest. And yeah. he um, was my confessor. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, and it was like... For the and I actually really struggled. I didn't want to go because mm-hmm. I had no idea what the reaction would be. Yeah. But at the same time, like I wasn't having peace, and and I had actually just broken up. My girlfriend and I had just broken up before mm-hmm. this retreat, so it was really prime yeah, time, like right on your heart. And mm-hmm. God will do that. Yep. You know, like yep. in the when you need Him the most, He'll mm-hmm. be like He'll just be there. Yeah. That's what He. That's yep. what He does. Um. And so, I was you know becoming more and more ready to hear Him. So mm-hmm. He was you know I would assume speaking even more so. Um, and so I did. I went into the confessional, and that was when I realized that through everything, it wasn't just that I was being disobedient, mm-hmm. but I actually was not choosing to love myself. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like God was saying, like, Kelsey, like, you you really weren't being loved well here. Mm-hmm. Um, you were settling. Yeah. There's, there's more for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I want you to have more. That was really the message. It wasn't you did something wrong. And although, like, I did... You know, I didn't know that. Yeah. That wasn't what God chose to focus on mm-hmm. as yeah, God the Father. And and I think, too, because there were so many different things that he told me, but um, I would say that the main, one of the other main things was that he cared about what I had been through. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, like, more details, like, in the story that could allude to that, but he made it very evident to me um, that he had, that just that he saw me. Yeah. He saw um, where my heart was. He saw... Um, that I was broken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I really, like I said, I knew that he loved me, but I didn't know that he cared about my wounds, that he cared about my pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, that he actually, like, wanted to help that. So that was a huge thing that I realized. 
Um, and I would say that that retreat is really when like my healing journey as far as same-sex attraction goes started. And I would even say like my healing journey in general. Yeah, yeah. I think all through my life, God was, lo- you know, loving me in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But I think this is when I became willing to do my part yep. in the healing journey. Like I wasn't just receiving the blessings he had for me, mm-hmm. but I was like... I guess, like, starting to want to love him more. Mm-hmm. And, like, love Like, make him it more back. of, like, a two-way street yeah. instead of just, like, a one-way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sense. so I think that there was, like, in leaving the gay lifestyle, mm-hmm. there was, um, like, a spiritual maturity that went alongside it, mm-hmm. that went mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I never did, like, feel closer to the Lord until I was like, okay, I surrender. <laughs> but that just makes you more open. Yep. That's so, so true. That's um, so true. To, to that relationship, which mm-hmm. then you realize is, more fulfilling and you want more and more and more of it so you just keep healing and healing and healing and um so anyways I think I would say um that just like being a catholic um I had struggled with a lot of shame around the struggle Mm -hmm. um not knowing exactly what to do but it was the lord himself who came after me and then I would say after like I heard him and listened to him Mm -hmm. I was able to fall more into the arms of the church yeah Yeah. that's so true that's so true I love it my stomach is talking um (laughs) <laughs> oh man <laughs> on that note <laughs> I can delete that <laughs> it makes it more raw right like Chloe's real her stomach growls you should leave that I can del- no I'll probably leave it in <laughs> yeah that's what it is Chloe also gets hungry <laughs> okay <laughs> back on track um you had this incredible opportunity to go to um, the Theology of the Body Institute and learn from Christopher West. Can you talk about like learning about human sexuality through the lens of Theology of the Body and how that's helped you grow in like your spiritual journey? Okay, so one thing that I learned that Christopher West taught, mm-hmm. so I was, I was able to go on that week-long course, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just the beauty of that teaching and just like it being unpacked to like what felt like its fullest capacity. Yeah. It was just like so beautiful. Um, one thing that I think really, really stood out, and I think something too that like Christopher West had said mm-hmm. that helped me so much in my healing and still does. Like mm-hmm. it's something that I like often think about is the teaching on the Stoic, the addict, and the mystic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Stoic is the type of person who just like pushes down their desires mm-hmm. and um, suppresses them. And then the addict is the one who's like running, running, running after them, but like getting them fed in the wrong places. Yep. In the, wrong, in the wrong ways. Yep. And then the mystic is the one who's actually, like, choosing to surrender that ache to the Lord and letting him meet it however he so chooses. And he might use other people to yeah. meet that. That's but it's true. always how he wants to do it. And however he wants to do it is enough. Yeah. And good enough because he's God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I think, like, now in my healing journey, like, I will find myself, you know, maybe, like, living out of a wound and Jesus coming along and saying, like, you don't have to like push that down mm-hmm. I want to know about it like mm-hmm. bring it to the light in fact to the point like tell me every secret you have yeah, yeah. like Everything. completely unveil your heart yeah um and I think <laughs> I get excited about that because yeah. when you do that I feel like there's so much more that you feel like you can tell him you need and so you mm. do start getting those needs met and that ache gets yes. met and your desires become more reordered that's so true um and so yeah and I think too I love how Christopher West always would say how important it is to heal mm-hmm. and how that's so pivotal with like knowing what your vocation will be and mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the main thing I learned from theology of the body is surrendering your ache to him, how worth mm-hmm. it and safe it is to actually do that. Yes. 
that's like it's okay like he wants to fulfill you Mm -hmm. he wants you to be fulfilled Mm -hmm. um and then also learning how to listen to him through nature was really big Mm -hmm. um and there was something else I was gonna say on that too oh the wedding feast of the lamb Mm -hmm. oh my gosh so realizing that like everybody was made for marriage yeah no matter what vocation form that takes Mm -hmm. um just learning that you know, in the Eucharist, Christ offers his body to us and wants us to have all of him. Yeah. Like, he, want, like he wants to be our lover. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think maybe not everybody gets that. And so yeah. I think what's so beautiful about theology of the body is it actually takes it a step further. Like, he's not just your loving father. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants you. Yeah. You are, like, passionately desired mm-hmm. by God. Yeah. Who made, like, your favorite flower. Who yeah. made you. Like your best friends who yes. made your favorite food. I would say that because I love food. <laughs> That's so but, true. That's so true. Or like how it's like a step deeper than just like a relationship with him. It's like intimacy with him. Yes. Like we're made for intimacy with God, not just like that surface relationship. Like he wants to know us at a heart level. Like he and wants he to give us his body. Us. Yes. That's so true. And honestly, like that's maybe my, like, my favorite part about him. <laughs> like I love that he's a good father. He is. But it's yeah. like, you know, once you start getting like those needs met by your heavenly father, mm-hmm. then you become ready yeah. to have Jesus in just like a way where you can love him back yes. reciprocally. Yeah. And just like the delight and the love that comes from that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is really rich. Yeah. yeah. It's so fulfilling. That's so true. And it makes, and I think it also makes everything else in your life like satisfying too yes like how it's not just like oh like this is my jesus corner and like jesus gets what's in this corner and like none none of my life is affected by that it's just like an explosion like here's christ and he gets to be the center of my life and so he affects everything around that so once you're filled up with him yes you want i mean not like you want but like you you can appreciate everything else so much more yes yeah because you're not looking for fulfillment in it yeah you're not looking for this yes yeah exactly and then too like because you're so satisfied with who God is, you're not looking for the gifts, like, as proof of his love for you. Mm. Like, you know God loves you, and so you love him for who he is, not what he gives you. And just, like, how beautiful, like, that center, like, having him at the center can actually be fulfilling. Yeah, yeah and then, like, what he gives you is a bonus. Yes. And yeah, so like, oh, cool, you like, you're like, here's a gift. Like, thank even you. Even more enjoyable. Exactly, exactly. That's so beautifully true. Yeah. That's so true. So, like, in today's world, it seems like when it comes to, like, people who experience same-sex attraction, we're given two options. So, like, the first option is, like, shame. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, you experienced this. Like, don't talk about it. Suppress that. We don't want to hear about it. Yes. You don't fit here if you bring that up. And then the world, like, today's modern culture, which has gone, like, so much so in-depth into this, is, like, um, indulgence. Like, right. if you experience this, like, you don't have to worry about anything. Just indulge in that. And, and you are what you want. Exactly. Exactly. You define your own reality. And, like, you can have, you know, yeah, whatever so you want. Exactly. And so, like, the Catholic Church, and you kind of touched on this so beautifully, but, like, the Catholic Church op- offers, like, that third option of that. And so there's a good film that I'll leave in the show notes called The Third Way, and it's, like, a 40-minute so documentary. Good. It's so good. So good. <laughs> and it talks about how, like, yes, there's this option of shame, and yes, there's this option of indulgence, but the church offers this third option, and that's, like, hope and redemption and peace. And so... And love. Yes, exactly. And authentic love. Like, the love that actually fills you, like, that wills your good and isn't just, like, out to use you. So, like, what does that third option look like in your life, and how has the Catholic, like, your journey with the Catholic Church specifically, like, encouraged you to grow? Yeah. I think... There's a lot to that, but honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was St. Paul's outreach, Mm -hmm. Um, because 
I think I found like just some of my closest friends there and I think SPO as well like has just taught me how to love God more Mm -hmm. in the worship that they do um being authentic in relationship because there's so much fellowship opportunities mm-hmm, in that too. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, like God has just met a lot of just like my basic needs for relationship for him yeah. just through St. Paul's outreach. Yeah. Um, and I just think that there's a very unique and beautiful way that they do that. Um, so I would say that as far as like the church being supportive to me mm-hmm. and not even like intentionally like, Oh, like you struggle with same sex attraction. We still love you. Not even that, but yeah. just like, they, I just feel like I've received so much love there. And, mm-hmm. like, that's what we all need the most anyways. Yeah, as a human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel so like true. I've been able to be, yeah, very human. Just, mm-hmm. like, through St. Paul's outreach. Yeah. Um, and, like, in receiving the best of what, like, the world has to offer through mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and just other ways. Um, but I would also say, like, the sacraments have been pivotal. Yeah. Um, and I can't leave that out because <laughs> that's just so... It's key. Oh my gosh. The sacramental grace is everything. Mm -hmm. Like the summit of everything. It makes everything else in life make sense. It's just, it's like, it puts everything else in its proper order and place. Yeah. Um, And it's just like the pinnacle of that relationship with grace. The summit. Yeah. Yeah. That's just basically explain that. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it is. That's why I'm sure that's why they call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. The Eucharist Mm -hmm. in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would not be where I am if it weren't for the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. The, like, m- the growth that I have been able to have, and yeah. I'm still doing so much of it. I want yeah. to make note of that. <laughs> still um, striving. Oh, totally. Yep. So, you know, healing, growing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just in different, you know, different ways. Yeah. Um, but the Eucharist, so much has come from that. And just, I think, in growing my love for him mm-hmm. and just knowing, like, how good he is. Mm-hmm. And I don't even... It's almost hard to put into words. Yeah. Because it's it's an experience of your soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the sacraments and the people and just like, yeah, the beauty of the church. Yeah. I love how you talked about, too, how it wasn't like, oh, we love you. You know, you have a same-sex attraction. Like, we still love you. It was just like, no, like, that doesn't define you. Yeah. Like, that's not, I mean, that may be part of your experience, like, as a human being, but, like, you're so much more than that. Like, you're so much more than who you're sexually attracted to. Like, you're who you are because you're a child of God. And I think that's so important, too. Like, just in the conversations about, like, those who experience same-sex attraction. Like, yeah, like, this is something that you experience, but it's not something that, like, is at yeah. your core. Like, that defines who you are. As and, a like, you need being. to know just as much as I do mm-hmm. that, you know, you're a beautiful daughter of God. And, exactly. And vice yeah. versa. And yes. so it's just, yes. like... We're all really needing the same thing. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, and that we're all broken, but, like, it may be in different ways, but, like, we all still need that fulfillment, and we all still need God at the center, like, regardless of what our experience as a human looks like. Yeah, and God can use us, like, no matter what we've been through. Yes. And it's so funny, because today, we just, like, so happen to be filming this on the feast days of St. Peter and Paul, who, um, you know, St. Peter denied Christ, Mm -hmm. and St. Paul, you know, was involved with persecuting Christians, and they, you know, Mm -hmm. had changes of heart and Mm -hmm. conversion and knew the Lord, and so, um, yeah, even just, like, in praying about being here, like, God speaking into me doing what I'm doing, he Mm -hmm. reminded me, like, if he Mm -hmm. can use them, he can use you too. Yes. Um, And nobody's an exception Mm -hmm. to God's love. Yes. um, Or his plan or his purpose. Yeah. And so, actually, everyone's essential and needed. It's not just that, like, you're good enough because you're a daughter, but it's, like, you're actually, like needed because you have that capacity to love God and others yes and yeah. so I think it was just I was just totally a God moment that today just happened to be those feast days like yeah. I, like when you asked me to do it I had no idea yeah until today and I was like oh how perfect That's and fitting is. is that right yeah God uses so. su- like super messy people 
So this is kind of piggybacking back on theology of the body and the feminine genius. So if you were to describe how you live out the feminine genius, as like specifically as a woman who has experienced same-sex attraction, how would you describe that living out of the feminine genius? Yeah, and I had to think about that for a while, mm-hmm. just like when we were talking about it too, because, you know, I think we start out so much on the receiving end from God, mm-hmm. and then once we learn to grow into more of our true selves, mm-hmm. um, we learn what it's like to give, and just like the gift that that is. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. for me, um, well, I'm a student, mm-hmm. and I babysit, and just like have nannied and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm currently studying theology, mm-hmm. so I think honestly like finding joy and contentment in the work that God has me doing mm-hmm. is so big and it yeah. sounds so simple but it's like you can realize like work does not have to be bad in fact work can be super fulfilling yeah yep. and if you are doing the Lord's work like you're you're with him mm-hmm. so that's where the satisfaction is going to come from mm-hmm. it's not necessarily what you're doing but it's like who you're doing Things it with you give it. yep mm-hmm. um and so I think that has been a huge thing and I just he just keeps teaching me so much like there's so much that I know that I still don't know and that he's still growing in me and um but it's like the more that I do grow, the more I realize like how much I was made for my purpose. Mm-hmm. But I think for me too, like, so this I think would be an important time to mention that um, God has changed a lot of my desires. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. D- definitely. It's not just that I learned how to like necessarily cope with the desires that I have, but mm-hmm. that God's been in a transforming way, mm-hmm. like reshaping my life. Um, and so I would say that it wasn't until I started really desiring. Um, relationship with a man Mm -hmm. and getting married and having kids because I did start to want that and Mm -hmm. like truly genuinely want it not Mm -hmm. because I knew it was something that was right or good but I actually wanted it truly Um, and it wasn't until then that God actually um, revealed to me that he is calling me to celibacy yeah and because people can say like oh if you struggle with same-sex attraction like just you won't have anywhere to put your desires. Mm. But that's so not true. And I actually was afraid of that calling for that very reason. But it wasn't until I started getting, like, more healing and being open to that that God was like, actually, like, this is just what I happened to create you for. Like, Mm -hmm. I – this is just who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, Specifically, like, Kelsey, like, I'm calling you to be celibate and be exclusively mine. Yeah. And so – and he does that for different people. Mm -hmm. And so I think – Knowing that I'm exclusively his, so my relationship with him, my daily relationship with him is part of what makes me a woman. Mm-hmm. And I never feel more good mm-hmm. as a woman than when I'm spending time with him, mm-hmm. than when he's loving on me or I'm loving him back mm-hmm. by maybe loving other people through mm-hmm. the kids that I'm babysitting, yeah. stuff like that. And so I would say that um, just being around people in a motherly way like especially children mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just something so precious about that yeah um that I really feel feminine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um just like the way he's made my heart like more nurturing and receptive and receptive so it's yes. it's really both yeah it's really you know learning how to be open and mm-hmm. then from that openness like giving so I see that manifested through um the relationships I have with people that are younger than me, mm-hmm. even like high school girls. Like yeah. I, oh, and I should, I mentioned, I help with a youth group at mm-hmm. Church of the Ascension. Mm-hmm. Oop, oop. Um, and with the youth group there, and it's just so cool to see like the ways that God will use me in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
even being somebody who, you know, struggled a lot in my teen years, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yet he can still use me to minister yeah. to high schoolers, that sometimes just blows my mind. Yeah. And humbles me. Like, he, and that's the thing, he redeems everything. Mm-hmm. Like, he, mm-hmm. and I think one of the most comforting things I've ever heard, I don't know about you, is that he will restore all that the locust has stolen away. Mm. How nice is that? Right, right. <laughs> it's not just like, okay, we're going to start from here and like everything, you just forget everything about the past. It's like, no, like I'm going to go back into that and I'm going to bring good out of that and I'm going to yes. restore that too. And it's so powerful. It's like, oh, wow. Like how much he loves us that it's just like all encompassing. Like your entire life is, is his. And yeah. all you can say is thank you. Right, right. Just gratitude. Like I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'd say like in my vocation to celibacy specifically, um, but also just like in what I do, mm-hmm. being with him. It's just like an ordinary daily life. Like that's how you live out the feminine genius. I think it's so beautiful too. Like it looks different for everybody, but everyone's called to it. Like regardless of what your experience is, which is so beautiful. Um, this is going to touch on celibacy a little bit as well, but in kind of a different aspect. Like, so the catechism um, says that like we're all called to chastity. It's like everyone's called to chastity, like regardless of what their vocation is. So like I'm married and I'm still called to chastity, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not just like, oh, you're married. Like now, like sex is in the right context and it's it's always been good, but now it's the right place. So like anything goes, but it's like, no, uh-huh. like, uh-uh, yeah. If any, if any, even more so, like Joseph and I had to be like on the lookout for like, oh, is lust sneaking into this? Is like, mm-hmm. are we like open to using each other? Is that something that we're struggling with and being open and honest with each other? It's like chastity isn't something where it's just like, oh, you know, it's not having sex with like before marriage. It's like, no, like that's like a lifelong virtue. And so like, I'm called to chastity. You're called to chastity. Well, like everyone's called to chastity. <laughs> and yeah. so like with that being the case, like why choose chastity or like specifically for you? Like why discern celibacy in a world that tells you to indulge? Right. So I think that anything that's, like, not of the Lord is not true Mm -hmm. um, and is a lie. Like, everything that's true and good and beautiful can Mm -hmm. be tied to him. Mm -hmm. Um, One, I think it's just that, like, realizing, no, like, what I was doing before wasn't really making me happy. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was. But little did I know that once I said yes to God, he would show me that there was so much more waiting on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he does that. But I think just knowing that it's not worth it to live in a way that's contrary to my existence. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like God can call you, you know, like if you do come out of the gay lifestyle, um, he can call you to like get married and and have children someday, Mm -hmm. or he could call you, um, to celibacy. But I think for me, it wasn't necessarily that I, well, okay. I did discern it. Like Mm -hmm. I had, I did ask like, okay, God, what is your will for my life? Yeah. But I think, um, it was just through like listening to him in prayer mm-hmm. that I realized like what he wants from me. So I think it's less of me choosing like, oh, mm, this is better. But I think it's that he's just shown me mm-hmm. in my relationship with him yeah. that this is better or I want this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, or I want you to work on this. And so it's just like, it's God. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to say yeah. it. Like it really does come down to him, like his heart desire, his pursuit and our response to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just listening to him, yeah. I think is what has convicted me more than anything. Because honestly, like there were things that felt good mm-hmm. about what I did before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that like that sounds twisted, but you're not going to like do something unless you're getting some kind of yeah. satisfaction out of exactly. it. Exactly. And so, but just, um, yeah, just growing in trust that what he has is is better. Yeah. And that, that the world just, like, offers empty cisterns. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like there's something there, but really, like, you open it up and there's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so 
And I have to constantly remind myself of that. Yeah, it's like a daily choice. Too. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's I so had true. to choose today mm-hmm. to seek Jesus yep. in prayer time, as did you. Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's so worth true. it. And I think over time, in ways, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Because you're just accustomed. And, like, you grow in love for the Lord. Yeah. So, so it's not ways. like a chore. Like, it's because, like, of course I want to spend time with him. Like, of course I want to do what he wants me to do because... I love him and like that's something that I want and like I love how beautifully he like invites us into that so it's not like you sh- you have to do this like this is what you have to do it's like hey this would make you happy if you want to say yes to it and yes. so it's not like it goes back to like that free total faithful fruitful aspect of like theology of the body like he's not like forcing us into it hey like this is a way that I want you to be happy like do you want to be a part of that mm, so and how we get you... to say yes yeah he's so respectful like, yes he gives us the right to choose yes yes and that's that's huge I think yeah Liberated. yes yeah and how laws aren't necessarily like oh like here's what you can't do it's like oh like here's what you can do and like these are what make it, yes like this is what makes you yeah happy and content and not just like happy but like joy-filled too like in the difference between those two and i just want to say like you can have the hope of coming to believe that more and more yes because you might think like oh i'll never think that mm-hmm. but it's like but don't underestimate god's grace because yeah. you can think like i mean i i even thought i was born gay at one point mm-hmm. realized later no 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 it had so much more to do with just some things that i had been through trauma in my childhood mm-hmm. and healing of that and how critical it is to invite the lord into that mm-hmm. um and healing um he, there's nothing that he can't do yeah yeah so. i think that healing aspect of that is so important too like just that it, it's a journey like it's not like an instant like okay no everything's fine it's like no there, there's some things that we'll have to work through but like god willing like he's going to give us the grace to like go through that journey too which is so beautiful yeah 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 definitely beautiful it's so good um you're like incredibly vulnerable when you talk about like what your experience has been with same-sex attraction and how god is calling you and how god is healing you and so like from your perspective why is it why is being vulnerable important to the christian lifestyle and why should we especially as catholic and like catholic women like be having the conversations like the ones that we're having right now yeah I don't think you can have intimacy until you are real and authentic. Mm-hmm. And I think too, when you when you are authentic, you realize that actually people understand you mm-hmm. and you feel less alone. Um, and I and like what we were talking about earlier too is just like you start to be more and more comfortable with who you are and like mm-hmm. being loved for who you are. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power in that because you feel so much less fueled by what's going on around you when you're content with who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I haven't always felt that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm starting to learn, like, more and more what that's like. And so um, I would say that you just learn how to be human mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. It's about, like, being human and our common humanity and just, like, being at peace with that. Yeah. You do. You start to realize, like, I don't have to be perfect. Yep. I can still have enough love mm-hmm. even though I'm not. Yep. And it's, like, honestly, like, if you really think about it, why are people trying to be perfect? Because mm-hmm. they think they have to be. Like, mm-hmm. that maybe they won't, you know, be loved as much if they're not. But yep. it's, like, no, there's there's enough love for you mm-hmm. no matter what your weaknesses or your struggles are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From, from God and yes. from the people in the church yeah and who he like puts in your life to like help you through that yeah Yeah. that's so true that's so beautiful i love too how it's just like when like i I think i said this before too like being vulnerable encourages intentionality like intentionality in your conversations and like the beauty of like if i'm vulnerable then that can like create a space where people are like okay like it's okay not to be perfect it's okay not to have it together like it's okay to struggle and how beautiful that is do you have as someone who's experienced same-sex attraction do you have any encouragement for someone who's also experiencing same-sex attraction? Absolutely. You're not kind of 
confined by what you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really not. I would say, you know, if you find yourself there, you really don't have to be afraid of of, of leaving that behind. If you feel like like Christ is calling you to that mm-hmm. um, and want something better for you, um, because He'll really truly provide the support um, that you need to to do that. Because you might, you know, you might be afraid. Like, well, what are people going to say? Like, mm-hmm. are people mm-hmm. because because that voice is so loud on mm-hmm. the other side, it can be intimidating. Yeah. And so yeah. I would say, like, God will provide people who will support you in what you're doing. Like, you will feel supported, mm-hmm. and He will lead you to whatever avenues that He wants to use for healing, whether that be like counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, or, um, you know, kind of support group or, mm-hmm. you know, just different things like SPO or yeah. Desert Stream Ministries. There's so many different resources out there available mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that are that God uses to help to heal you, to give you the motivation to do his will mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you want to do it. Um, and, yeah, I would just say, like, in, it, <laughs> oftentimes it comes back to John Paul II for me. Hey. I know you love him too, yep, so I'm just like, good for someone to go back with. But he really did. Like he and, and he was only saying what Jesus was saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And be not afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's not ever going to be challenging. Yeah. But you're exactly. always, he's always providing the grace and the mercy mm-hmm. um, that is so necessary for us to keep going. Um, and to want to keep going. Yeah. It really does. I think it can go from, okay, I'm doing this because I need to, to I am so glad I chose God's way. Mm-hmm. So worth it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't change that decision for anything. In yeah. fact, so grateful. Like, thank you, God, for opening mm-hmm. my eyes. Yeah. So that I know just what's available from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I can, and like the, the purpose that I can have in the world. Like, what kind of light can I bring to yeah. others yeah. through God? How can I love um, and that being a journey and a process of yeah. getting better and better at. Yeah. But um, one that's very, very worth it. So mm-hmm. I would just say um, I'm praying for you, mm-hmm. actually. And a lot of people do. I didn't realize how many people actually did pray for people who, who do struggle with that. But mm-hmm. people are. Um, so you're already covered in prayer, whether you know it or not, yeah. which is great. Beautiful. Yeah. So good. Even if, I don't know, I think for me, like... <laughs> There was a time my pride was so strong, I was like, I don't need to be prayed for because this is not bad. <laughs> but actually, like, what a, a, a grace that, like, God's already, like, proving his love to you before you open up to it mm-hmm. um, yep. deeper. So, yep. yeah, I think that would be my way of saying Your that. encouragement, I love it. Like, <laughs> on the flip side of that, like, if someone who's listening has someone in their life who they know and love who is experiencing same-sex attraction, mm. like, from your experience, like, experiencing same-sex attraction what was the things that people did who loved you and were friends around you that helped you the most honestly um the fact that my mother was getting her own healing from the lord was so big Mm -hmm. because when i would be hurtful or like maybe misunderstand her intention and negatively react to her Mm -hmm. she was able to not give into that a Mm -hmm. lot um and to still love me anyways and Mm so i think if you're and I think it's like that with anybody in your life that's struggling. If you are focusing on the Lord upholding your heart, you're not necessarily going to be drawn down so much. That doesn't mean that you wouldn't grieve because definitely, like, mm-hmm. acknowledge how you're feeling. Um, but if you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, he's going to help you to be able to love that person well. Yep. Um, so pray for them, love them, um, respect, like, their ability to choose as well because you don't want to force anything. If you do, that might make them just run stronger the other direction. Yep. Yep. Um, abs- definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> abs- definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely. Making words today. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 
funny. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, focus on like your own interior journey, like all the more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just love to the best of your ability and know like you're going to mess up. Yes. And it's okay yeah. to do that. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, human. His mercy is just as much for you as it is for them. Yes. So that's so true. Yeah. yeah. Like realizing that like it's okay to be like the messy channel that he speaks through, but like you have to be open to him speaking through you, essentially. Like and in a good spot where you can hear his voice and like hear what he's wanting you to like say to others too. So Yeah, listen, listen, mm-hmm. listen. Yes. Yeah. That's so what we important. talked about before. Yeah, listening. <laughs> Which is like the prayer the part of prayer that I'm awful at. Like I'm a very chatty prayer, like, oh Lord, like here's what I need and let me tell you my life and then it's like, yes. Oh, time's up. <laughs> and just like even just trying yes. to do it more. Yes. Like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna try to listen. Yeah. I'm gonna tr- try to see you. I'm gonna mm-hmm. just stay open. Yeah. And and he'll like make his voice known. Yes. Um, yeah. So that you do hear it. Exactly. Yeah. But, that's yeah. so true. I think that's like the beauty of all of it is like you know, regardless of your experience, like, we are, we're all messy, like, we're all striving, like, everyone has something that they struggle with, or everyone has something in their, like, life that they experience that doesn't, like, that is missing, like, the mark of, like, where God's calling them to holiness, too. Yeah, so because of that, like, you know, nobody's parents were 100% perfect either, Mm -hmm. because we actually all need a savior. Yes. And if everyone's, you know, upbringing was 100%, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't need Jesus. Exactly. So it's like, and that's not, and that doesn't, like, say that, you know, people who have hurt us, that they're any less or that they're all to blame for mm-hmm. it or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, that they probably loved as, as well as they possibly could. Yeah. Um, but it's like just acknowledging reality, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not, not sugarcoating it, but mm-hmm. being like, no, actually like I did need this mm-hmm. and now I'm going to let Jesus give it to me. Yep. Um, and I'm not going to hold this against this person. I'm going to try to forgive them. Yes. Yeah. Um, How important that is in the healing process. Yes. Too, just like the forgiveness aspect of it. Oh, it's so easy to harbor resentment. I, yep. I did plenty of that. Mm-hmm. And, and find myself sometimes still struggling oh, yeah, with it yeah, but same. I think that God's really faithful to be like you know what there's reasons for why you did what you were doing there's reasons for why they did what they were doing yeah exactly and it's not you know it's not that doesn't make it right mm-hmm. but you can still love them with yeah. that understanding yes yeah that's so true and that in some ways it's like yeah you can love someone without agreeing with what they do essentially too like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is something that's so lost in today's culture with like that aspect of like acceptance where like you have to like to love me, you have to love everything that I'm doing. And you can't take it personally if somebody doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you have to just, yeah. I think it's just an, a, a real adult mentality. Yep. Of, yep. of maturity. Like, you know, if some, if, yeah, I feel like if someone that you love is in this lifestyle and struggling with it and hurt you, like, that's not about you. Like, you are still good. You are still mm-hmm. um, appreciated for speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. It's still important that you do that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you're still a beautiful human being, but maybe that person just can't see it yeah and, and really like instead of that making us mad like that should like move our heart like oh I wish they could yeah see yeah. my mm-hmm. value you know and so mm-hmm. it's just like always try to like I don't know I feel like God always brings it back down to love yep. this is why I should still love this person <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true and like coming at it with like love and truth and like having those equally be balanced and not being like you know this is what you should do but just being like hey I'm not condoning you. it. Exactly, no. exactly. I don't agree with you, but I still love you, like, as a human you being. You do not have to mm-hmm. support a person's decisions if you think that they're bad for them. You are loving them better. Yeah. Way yeah. better. Yeah, if you're encouraging them to be like, hey, something's better. Like, this could be better for you. And, like, encouraging towards that. It, it, like what you were saying, listening and discerning. If, and it's and it's and it's not like, oh, you have to get it all right. Like, just stay in contact and relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he'll lead it and guide it. It's, it's in his hands. He's mm-hmm. a good father. He is. He is. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thank you so much for your honesty and sharing your story and coming out here and 
braving the yeah. podcast world for yeah, <laughs> someone who is it's very much a new viewer here on the side too. So you do great. Okay, I, so this is you. a great podcast. <laughs> I love what, what she's doing with this and her other episodes are great too. <laughs> Shameless plug. This is episode six. There's five more. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming out. Thank you for listening. Check out oldfashionedgirlblog.com to see the show notes for this episode. And there you'll find links to the third way documentary that Kelsey and I both had mentioned in this episode, as well as links to the resources that she's talked about. And that's all I have for today. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. And until then, be not afraid.